again to the clapback show i am your host yes that is right it is me kevy kev on the microphone please make sure that you follow share and like uh let your friends and family know that clapback is on the air we're here on friday evening we have a great show if you want to call in, uh, you're more than welcome to call in. Our subject today, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be, thank you for following us. We're going to be talking about domestic violence, and I'm going to tell you why we're going to be talking about domestic violence. Uh, we're going to be talking about domestic violence because uh, I saw a post on Facebook. But before I get there, I do have to talk about our sponsor. Destination Unlimited Travel. We put their website in the caption. Uh, hey, 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 great. We put their uh, caption in the chat. Please go to them. They have great trips all over the world. I just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada. Spent two nights at the um, Bally's Hotel with airfare. It was under 100, 100 bucks. Be going to Cabo San Lucas here in May. And then we're going to the Maldives in 2022. They're also doing a cruise in November. Uh, so you want to go to their website. If you can't find what you need, just simply um, fill out the form. They'll get in touch with you by email or telephone, I'm sure. They'll be able to find a rental car for you, an airfare, hotel accommodations. As a matter of fact, for those of you who decide to go there and like their Facebook page and leave a comment, all you got to do is email me at clapback770 at gmail.com and we'll give you a free three-day, two-night hotel stay. How about that? If you've gained some weight during the uh, COVID that's been going on, uh, they also have a link where you can go on there and hit their healthy living page. Uh, and when you hit their healthy living page, they have great products to help you lose weight. If you want to build muscle, they have products to help you uh, uh, to build muscle. They have 100% all natural makeup, soaps, and things of that nature that are listed in the physician's desk reference uh, with clinical trials and such. So they are a very reputable company. And what I like about them, what I like about them is that you can use any product. And if you don't like it, you can return it within 90 days and get a full refund. So that means you could buy a whole case of Noni juice, drink it all up, and then decide within 90 days you didn't like it. Send the empty bottles back and they'll give you your money back. But the reason they do that is because they don't get returns because the product is an exceptional product. So make sure you patronize them. Give you some sounds here. 
All right, we'll be right back to get our topic started. Uh, hopefully some other people will join us. Give us a few moments and we'll be right back. Are we ready to get to it? Are we ready to get to it? <laughs> domestic abuse, domestic abuse. We want to talk about domestic abuse uh, because I think it is a very, very uh, noteworthy topic for us to talk about. Domestic abuse uh, because uh, we're living in a uh, time where we talked a little bit yesterday about uh, sexual harassment and uh, things that go on in the workplace. And uh, we, hold on just a moment. Here we go. So we talked about um, things that are going on um, in in the world uh, with, as it relates to uh, domestic violence, sexual uh, violence in the workplace, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, transgender, or what have you. And we talked a little bit about um, whether you agree with it or not. We talked a little bit about um, how sometimes women will wait for years. Um, they will wait for years to report an incident like when you think in terms of uh, Bill Cosby and uh, what happened with individuals that um, accused him of putting things in their drink and welcome to the show, putting things in their drink and then years later reporting it. And how can a person be accurate on what happened 15, 20 years ago? Now, let me just say, I don't believe in any type of sexual harassment or domestic violence whatsoever. But to try to sum this up and to try to, th to get this into <clears throat> a, a, an arena that we, we won't go so far off track is this. So in America, and I'm not sure where my guests are from. And again, I'll open up the phone lines here shortly, but, uh, in America, it is almost impossible in the court system for a man to gain custody of his children. He can be the breadwinner. He can be the more educated one and the more stable one. But here in the United States, the court system rules against men. I, w I would say, without looking up the statistics, over 80 to 90 percent of the time. I have had friends who've gotten divorced and women know that in the criminal justice system here in America, you can just accuse a man of, of sexual violence or domestic abuse. And whether he did it or not, he's going to have a stigma around him upon everyone who knows him. Because people are typically going to believe a woman when they speak on domestic abuse. Welcome. And so what happens in the court system here in America, when a man goes to court, judges are more apt to give the children to the father. Now, when we think in terms of domestic abuse, many times there are countless records in allegations of women who commit domestic violence against men. And where this conversation came up, there was a skit that was done on Facebook that showed up on my Facebook page where it showed a male and female in an argument 
And within the argument, the female began to put her hands upon the male. She slapped him and it was a skit, but they were trying to show a point. So she slapped him. She hit him upside the head. Uh, she balled her fist up and she hit him. Now, what he did was try to restrain her. And after restraining her, when the police were called, she said he committed domestic violence and abuse upon her. And the police automatically believed her, even though he had bruises on his face and she had no bruises on her body at all. Because the assumption is, and I've been in this situation where police will tell you, I, let me tell you a situation with me. I was in a relationship when I lived in Houston, Texas. I had a girlfriend. At the time, I probably was maybe uh, 260. And that's why I tell you you need to go to healthy living because I used to be 485 and I'm down to 230. Mm -hmm. I'm down, down to 230. Um, but um, anyway... Danielle was a very attractive woman. She was about five foot four. She was built real nice. Very, very attractive. But Danielle was very abusive in our relationship. I never hit her. She had children. She had two young boys that lived with us. Never hit her. Never yelled at her. But Danielle was very physical with me. And I would call the cops to have them to break situations up where she was tearing things up in my house verbally and physically abusing me. She pulled a knife out on me one time. She got a hold of my gun and pulled my gun out. There were no bullets in it. And on one particular occasion, she had stolen my automobile and went wherever. And I called the cops and the cops came out that day. And they, you know, once I told them I was filing a case against my girlfriend, they really didn't want to take it serious. Welcome to the show. And then later on that day when she came home, I called them back because she was irate, starting a fight again. And when the police got there, they looked at me and they looked at her. And, and their comment to me was, you're calling for domestic abuse when she's five foot five, maybe 140 pounds. You're five foot eight and a half, about 250, 260. So the assumption was there's no way she could be domestically abusing me. And it wasn't until she became violent with the police, cussing the police off, uh, going off on them and, and, and not obeying their orders that they seen how violent she was. And they gave her an option, which they don't do to men. They gave her an option. They told her you can leave or you're going to be arrested. Now, with a man, as soon as the, the law here in Texas is supposed to be this, regardless of who calls, if I call for domestic violence against my companion, somebody has to go to jail. That is the law, especially if they do an investigation and find out there was domestic violence. They have to remove the guilty party out of the home and arrest them. But with her, they gave her the option of leaving before being arrested. Now, in other times when she feloniously called the police on me, I was going to get arrested. However, a neighbor happened to see the incident. And when I was being handcuffed and placed in the car, the neighbor came out and vouched for me and said, no, he didn't hit her. She hit him. When the neighbor told them that they didn't arrest Danielle, they let her go. And even in this instance, they were not going to arrest her they were giving her an option of leaving the apartment or going to jail. But when she became irate with them, welcome to the show, Rick. When, when she became irate with them, they then arrested her. They then arrested her. You see, there's an imbalance in how we in the world view domestic violence. We don't believe that women can commit domestic violence, but there are countless number of men that have lost their lives. Maybe not as many as women, but you have to also understand in the society in which we live in, a masculine society, it is not masculine for a man to admit that he is being abused by a woman because he's looked at as weak. By the authorities, he looked at as weak by his female friend. He's looked at as weak by his friends. Because here in the United States, 
even if you try to restrain a woman, if you put your hands on a woman, then the woman can claim that you have abused her. And nine times out of 10, it is going to be very difficult for you to get out of that situation without going to, to jail. So um, statistically, and I didn't look up the statistics, but there is a, a, a very terrible thing that is going on in America and across the world uh, with uh, domestic abuse uh, as far as uh, women that are being, being um, abused and killed. Um, and we know that that is true. But just as it is true that men, men abuse women, women abuse men. But again, from a man's standpoint of view, living in a society where, uh, where you're told that you're to be masculine and, and you don't want to tell someone that, yes, my wife or my girlfriend is, is, is beating me up or hitting me. And then face the consequences of, of having a label on you as being soft or whatever. It puts men in a bad situation. And women know how to manipulate the court system and to know how to manipulate you to get out of you what you want. And my thing with even the sexual harassment and abuse that is taking place on, on the workplace. It's like if how can you say that you are uncomfortable on a job that, and I'm going to tell you another story after this, how can you say you're uncomfortable on a job and that you felt demeaned, but you worked there for 20 years, you kept getting promoted, the very person who you said harassed you, you use them as a reference to continue to help you be promoted. But once you get to the position that you want and the pay level you want, now you want to come back and say you were traumatized 20 years later and you want someone to believe that for the last 20 years you've been traumatized and now you want to ruin this individual's life over something that happened 20 years ago when you could have reported it then. You could have done everything you needed to do to deal with the issue, but you waited 20 years. And now people's lives are being impacted and being affected. And you want someone to remember something 20 years ago. Do you remember what you were doing last week, last Friday? It is Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, here in Fort Worth, Texas. Do you remember what you were doing yesterday at 7 o'clock in the morning? I mean, you've done so many things between now and then. Can you tell me what color shirt you wore? Do you remember what type shoes your friend wore, the person that you were close to? But you want someone to remember an incident that you didn't tell anyone about, or you may have casually said something about it, but didn't report it. You see, we have to quit wrecking people's lives. We have to quit wrecking people's lives. I had another incident, and I had to start checking out the type of women I was dating. I moved to Austin, Texas, and, and my girlfriend accused me again. Of, uh, this was a different girlfriend who accused me because, again, uh, women know that they can use the system to help them out. And so she called the police, and this is what she told the police. Well, we had gotten to an argument because when I came home, she was talking on the phone to another guy. We, we got into a verbal argument, but there was no screaming or yelling. We, we were arguing. Uh, we were having discussions about it. And in the midst of having discussions, she got afraid because I did take uh, I was making a uh, I was making a uh, protein shake and I took the protein shake and I threw it up against the wall. She had never seen me react that way. So she became fearful. She did become fearful and she left. She left out of the home and I didn't know she called the police, but I found this out later. When she called the police, she told them that I cut her ear, that I pulled a gun on her, and that I made her run out of the house butt naked, and she was hiding in the woods. So when she was gone, I felt she just went to go cool off. So I left, 
I left. I was leaving. I changed out of my work suit and put on some casual clothes. And I was walking out to go get something to eat. And a whole SWAT team was coming with AR-15 rifles. And they asked me, they said, did you see a woman out here running naked? And I was like, no. He was like, well, where are you going? I said, I'm, I'm going to go get something. He said, well, either go to your car or go to your apartment because we've got a dangerous person. It, it didn't click with me because I had no idea that she called the police. So I go get in my truck to drive off. And the next thing I know as I'm driving off, another unit of police come with these AR-15 rifles. And they start stopping everyone that was leaving and they started asking everyone what their name was. Well, when I told them what my name was, they grabbed me out of the car. They threw me to the ground and began to question me and said I was accused of domestic violence. And I told him, I said, no, I, I said we had an argument, but we didn't. There was no violence. I've never committed violence because I grew up in a home where my father was abusive to my mother. And I made sure that as I grew up that I was not an abusive person in any type of relationship, whether it was a friend or whoever it was, I wasn't abusive. So she had called them. Now, remember, I told you when she called the police, she told them her ear was cut. She was butt naked. I had beat her. I had pulled a gun on her. That's what she told the cops. Well, when they found her, she was fully clothed. There was no blood on her, no cut, none of that. Now, remember, I told you I threw a protein shake up against the wall in the powder form. It hadn't even been mixed. It was just in the powder form. If any of you who have ever drinking a protein shake, you know that if that stuff gets on your body, it is very difficult to get off. It is very difficult to get off of you. So there was a, a one of the police officers uh, was a bodybuilder. And so I said to him, um, I said, now you seem like you drink protein shakes, don't you? He said, yes. Uh, I said, now, you know, I said, you see all this protein shake on the wall. Um, and you know that if I had hit her with it, she would have had the, the mixture all on her. And it would have been difficult for her to get it off of her. He said, yeah, you're right. Because of the makeup of protein shakes. I said, you didn't see anything on her. He said, no. He said, I also didn't see where she was cut because she said that you cut her with a knife. I said, absolutely. I didn't have a cut. Now, I did own two guns. We had just moved in the apartment. I normally kept one of my pistols in my car and then one I had originally had on the counter because we had just moved to the apartment and we had everything all over the place. But when I came home in the day, she had cleaned up. So I don't know where she had put the gun. She told them that I had the gun and I pointed to him and I told him, I said, look, I have a gun in my car that's licensed and registered. I said the other gun, I said, when I left this morning was on the counter but I don't know where it is now because she was home all day. And when I got home, she cleaned, she had cleaned the house. And so uh, I, I told him, I said, so I, I don't know where, uh, where the other gun is located at. Um, so they begin to question me more. And, and so eventually, eventually, exactly. She lied. So eventually the one police officer that uh, I was talking to about the protein shakes, um, he was telling the, the officer that was in charge, he was like, uh, this seems like she told a lie on him. We should just leave. But the arresting officer who was the, who was the first on the scene didn't want to let me go. He kept trying to make me say that I had a gun. He kept trying to make me say that I pulled a gun on her. He kept trying to make me say that I hit her. Welcome to the show. He kept trying to make me say that I was violent when I wasn't. And so they arrest me to make a long story short. They put me in the back of the car and arrest me. And so as we're driving to the station, the one police officer that was on my side, he was like, oh, you'll be out. No problem. Whatever else. No big deal. We'll just take you down with it. So by that time, he gets another call from the other arresting officer. And he and I hear him tell the arresting officer, I can't believe you're going to do this to this guy. He says, man, you know, this guy did not abuse her. He didn't touch her. We caught her in so many lies. She wasn't in the bushes. She wasn't butt naked. She wasn't cut. She didn't have any of the protein shake on her. Her story was different from when she called. And so eventually what happened, they charged me with three counts, three felony counts that were facing 99 years per count.
They they were charging me with attempted murder, assault with a def, deadly weapon, and domestic family abuse. All three uh, in Texas carry a 99-year sentence. I was facing that. I had to get a lawyer. I was in jail for a couple of nights. I had to get a lawyer, and the lawyer got me out. And then eventually the case got dropped because uh, when she found out she was going to have to go to court, and they told her she lied, she'd be prosecuted. She left Texas and went back to Indiana, and they knew she was lying, so they dropped the charges. But I said all that to say this. When men are accused of domestic violence or sexual assault, we are automatically presumed guilty than innocent. When a woman has been accused, men are looked at as weak and women are still given preferential treatment. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a woman basher. I'm just telling you what the facts are. And, and this is why so many men refuse refuse to even report domestic violence because because of the 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 backlash that we get as men you know we're told we're told how we should treat our mates and we try to do our best not every one of us but when you're trying to do the right thing and the system is against you 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 can't get full custody of your child no matter how much money you make i mean unless you're just a, a uh, a millionaire and you know the judge but in most cases in the United States when you go to court it doesn't matter that you're the breadwinner that you have a more stable home that you don't do drugs that you're not an alcoholic none of that really matters in the United States because nine times out of ten they're going to give the child to the woman and they're going to make the man pay a lot of child support and even when when men are awarded custody of their children they don't make the female pay child support so the system is automatically set up against men in a lot of different ways. And so now, you know, one of the things even on our job, on our jobs, hold on. They tell you, they tell you on your jobs. Exactly. They tell you on your jobs. Well, there's certain conversations you shouldn't have. They're just unprofessional. You shouldn't talk about religion. You shouldn't talk about politics. You shouldn't talk about relationships and sex. But. Why do we live in this fake utopia of a world? Because you know that when you go to work, you build relationships. First of all, you spend more time on your job than you do at home. And we all know that within the work environment, we meet people that we become close with. There are groups of people within our jobs that we all come close with, that we go out to bars and clubs with on the weekend. We have dinner with. We go to their children's recitals. We all become friends. And when you're friends with someone, you have you have conversations with friends that you don't have with just a mere associate or your boss. I'm sure you wouldn't go in Monday and tell your boss how drunk you got on on the weekend. But I'm sure that you have a friend or two on your job where you all do the same things. And sometimes you go out together and you consider yourself friends. Maybe you talk outside of work that you share personal things with. But then when some of these people that are in your groups that are supposed to be your friends, they, they get mad at you. They want to take and use that information against you. And when you're in front of HR, they don't they don't take the context of the conversation. They take the content of the conversation. What do you mean by that? It's like if, if me and you are friends, if the people who are on here listening to me on this on, on this podcast, if we're all friends, and we say, hey, man, if I come back Monday morning and say, hey, how was your weekend? You say, fine. You say, what'd you do, man? Did you do something crazy again this weekend? I say, oh, yeah, man. I had a threesome with, with three girls and they were all three midgets. And you decide to get mad at me and you go to HR and say, well, you know, he's talking to me about his sexual life and I felt uncomfortable. Maybe you're mad at me. So when HR interviews you and says, well, there's a, a report of sexual harassment and you made someone feel uncomfortable uh, because you were talking about the fact that you had sex with three midgets on, over the weekend. Now, yes, technically, that's what I said. But I said it to someone who we have established we're friends. And as friends, we talk differently than I would. I wouldn't have shared that story if it was me you and the other person on here and maybe someone else that I don't know, I wouldn't have shared that story because I don't know that other person. You see, so but what people do is they take information when they get mad at you. They want to take 
the content of what you say and do. And if they get mad at you, they want to use the content to fit the situation. And technically, you're guilty of the content, but the context of that situation wasn't that. You were talking amongst friends. You were talking amongst people that you've probably had other conversations with, and they've had conversations with you. But people uh, people want to take that information and use it to the wrong thing, and this is what this is what a lot of women do in the workplace. This is what a lot of women do in the court system to get ahead, and it leaves men in a very vulnerable state. I believe the uh, the phone lines are open if you want to call in. If anyone wants to call in and 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 say whatever, I do believe you can do that. But again, you know, this was sparked by me me listening and watching a uh, um, a post on Facebook where they were asking the question about domestic domestic violence and. Domestic abuse and domestic violence is a very serious situation across the world. But we have to be able to to judge properly because we mess people's lives up. I mean, if if something happened to you 20 years ago. Now, let me clarify that, because I'm not talking about you were molested by a priest 20 years ago. Of course, if you was a child and you were molesting, you're just now coming forward. That's different. I'm talking about grown adults. I'm talking about grown adults that uh, grown adults that have decided to be friends with each other, and you make comments and you you say things and you do things together. I mean, come on now. It's just like another another false narrative. You know how companies tell you, "Oh, you shouldn't date employees." Well. Come on now. In every company across the world, you have people, again, spending time with each other more than they do with their friends and family outside of work. Relationships evolve. If you have two people who are in agreement in a relationship, your job shouldn't stop you from being able to have a relationship. You two have to be adult enough to carry on in that relationship and keep the relationship separate from the work. But what happens too many times is that people want to take advantage and get you in trouble because they're emotional at that time and they want to use that against you whether it's a boss with his employee or whatever if two adults have come to an agreement that they like each other and they enjoy each other's company think about how many people have gotten married on jobs my cousin she married uh, a CEO of AT&T now when when she first started the job at AT&T, she was a secretary and he was a manager and he kept moving up. But she was adult enough that she knew she liked him. He liked her. He approached her. And when he approached her, she could have said, no, I'm not interested. And that would have been the end of it. Now, if he approached her and she said no and he and she and he kept pushing it, that becomes sexual harassment. But to ask someone or to let someone know you're interested in them is not sexual harassment. Because as an adult, you can speak up and say what you will tolerate and what you won't. But many a times people will go back and say, you know, I've had friends who've lost jobs because I have a lot of stories. Let me tell you another story. So I had a story where I was a trainer, training manager for a, a large, the largest health company, healthcare company in the world, and had just got done with a training program. And there was this young girl who was interested in me. And, and I have a practice that I don't date people that I that are under me uh, while we're, you know, if we're on this in the same department and things of that nature. I, I don't do it because I've seen through working in management and HR how that turns out. So I don't do it. So she let me know she was interested. And I told her, no, I don't date, you know, because you're in my class, blah, 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 blah. And the way my job was when I got through training the class, I would go to another location. I traveled 13 different states, travel around the world. So I would leave that place after about three or four months and then go somewhere else. Well, when we graduated from the class, uh, she comes up to my desk and my phone was my cell phone was sitting on my desk. And so she decided to grab my cell phone and she put her number in and called my phone. 
so that she could have my number. Uh, she texts me some things telling me she, you know, class is over. She liked to get to know me. She liked to date me. She started talking about her sex life. She started telling me she wanted to do a threesome with me and someone else, you know, so she's a very attractive young lady. So I, I text back to her, talk to her, whatever else. And uh, then about two or three weeks later, I text her, said, hey, how you doing? She didn't hit me back. I waited another day. Hey, what's going on? You okay? So thank you for the like. So she didn't hit me back. So from that point, I quit texting her. Well, when I came back to Indiana, my home base for the job, I got called into um, I got called in HR and they said, we have a complaint of sexual harassment on you. I said, what sexual harassment? How how's there sexual harassment? I said, no. so they begin to tell me the story. And I said, OK, so. I, I, I tell them now what she this is now I'm going to show you how women manipulate the system. So you remember the texts that I told you about. So what she did was she supplied them with uh, the texts of our conversation. However, what she did, guess, tell, type in here what you think she did. I'm going to take a station break and I want you to type in here, type in here what you think she did when she turned in the texts. back we're back so let me tell you what she did when she when she turned in when she turned in <laughs> the the well not necessarily pretending what she did was she erased all of her texts to give the appearance that I had her number that I somehow fraudulently got her number and I was sending her sexual text so I never erase any texts I mean I got in my phone right now I got texts that go back when texting first started I don't erase anything so I take screenshots and I give them the texts and I show them that he that she was the one who who started the conversation they said well how did she get your number I said well she I told her I don't date anyone while I'm working with them and I said at the end of the training class, she grabbed my phone and she called my number so that her, my number would be on her phone. And I said, you see, she was the first one who started texting. And I said she was the first one who started mentioning sexual, sexually explicit stuff. But this is how corporations and society wants to protect women. Let me tell you what happened because I lost my job behind this. So they said, well, you're a manager and that could be very intimidating and you made her feel uncomfortable. I said, wait a minute now. She texts me first outside of company time. This was not doing work. This was outside of company time. I'm, I'm an adult. She's an adult. I can talk to who I want to when I'm not on the clock. I can do what I want to. I'm an adult. She approached me. They said, well, you use bad judgment in fraternizing with employees. So the next meeting we had was with HR and my director. Now, of course, two grown people, she's talking about sleeping around. She's talking about the type of sex she wants to have, the threesome and everything else. And of course, since she's talking that way, I'm talking that way back to her. My director gets on the phone with me and HR. She says, oh, I am just so disgusted. When I, when I read the text and saw the graphic details of what you were saying to this poor young lady, I said, wait a minute. I said, are you really going to act like that? I said, you're married. You have four kids. I said, I didn't text anything in there that probably you and your husband don't do. Why are you trying to act like it's disgusting to talk about oral sex and threesomes and what type of sexual positions and screaming and hollering? That's what sex is about. But she wanted, she wanted to act like it was just so overwhelming. This is the same director who supported our training department cheating to get certified for their HIPAA certification. 
And I brought that up. She started talking about integrity. I said, integrity? How can you talk about integrity when you, who is the director over the department, sat there and supported the cheating on the test? But because she wanted the sexual harassment to be dealt with from a woman's perspective, even though the woman was the aggressor, she wanted to do what America does and what the world does is put the blame on the man. Hello, how are you, chocolate mama? We're talking about sexual harassment and abuse. She jumped out. See, women can't handle this type of conversation because it's true conversation. Domestic, please talk to us, please, because I'm talking about domestic abuse from a real standpoint of view. It's not okay anywhere. So they end up firing me from the job. Now, remember, I told you the young lady approached me. The young lady talked explicitly to me. They didn't look at the fact that she lied when she sent the texts to prove that we were texting when she erased all of her texts to make it appear that I was the only one texting things and that I approached her first, even though I gave them the information to show them that she texted me first. She's the one who started talking explicitly as two adults. She was the one who we conversated with outside of work. But because I was a man and 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 this, too, had something to do with the fact is that all three of the people who were deciding what was going to happen to me were all female. They were all female. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She said one time my son accidentally texted me instead of his boyfriend. I was mad he found out. Exactly. So you see. When we look at domestic abuse, like I told you, when I was in my domestic abuse situation, many men go through what I go through or what I've been through because we cannot, as men, police don't take us serious when we call and say this woman's been slapping me. Because like the police told me, thank you, like the police told me, uh, you look big enough to handle yourself. But if I handle myself, then I get a case. And, and let me say, I'm not a woman basher. I love women. I love everyone. I don't care if you're heterosexual, homosexual, LGBTQ, all the different alphabets, whatever it may be. I don't care what it is. No one deserves to be harassed in any form or any fashion. I got some technical difficulties going on here. But no one deserves to be harassed in any form, shape, or fashion. But please stop coming back 20 years later. And trying to say after you, you know, okay, like again, when you look at Bill Cosby, all of these women who came out on Bill Cosby, they waited until they used the contacts that Bill Cosby had. They waited until they were promoted to higher positions and money and things of this nature. And now when they got to their destination, all of a sudden Bill Cosby was a sexual harasser in his 80s. And they want this man to go back and remember everything that happened with these women back then and there. You see, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. If, if, if you are being sexually harassed or intimidated by anyone or any way, you need to make that thing clear today. You need to go tell somebody. You need to go to your EAP department. You need to go to friends, family. You need to confront that person and tell them because... Here's the thing about sexual harassment. The way it's supposed to work with sexual harassment or any type of intimidation. Here's how it's supposed to work. I walk up to you and I crack a racial joke or I walk up to you and I say something off the cuff. You're supposed to say, I'm not comfortable with that conversation. I feel you're harassing me. Please don't do it again. So an action happened. Warning was given. Now we have to give time for that to be corrected. So we come to work tomorrow and I don't do it anymore. Okay, resolved. But I, let's say, on the other hand, I come to work tomorrow and I make another comment. I had a girlfriend. I helped her many times. I took her to our HR department for finding a job, good position. After that, she treated me. Yep, change. So let's say I come back the next day and I do the action again. Now you have a sexual harassment case. Go to HR, get it dealt with. But many times 
HR, when it's a man, they don't give the time to correct. But I have been in HR and I've been in management for over 28 years. And every time that a man has come, come into one of our offices and complained about a woman, they say, well, did you tell them that behavior wasn't acceptable? And they'll say, no, I didn't. Well, you need to go back and tell them that the behavior wasn't acceptable. But when women come in, oh, I'm sorry this happened to you. We're going to deal with this confidentially. We're going to go get witnesses and talk to witnesses who was around. They investigated. They don't tell the woman, "Do you? did you tell them that was unacceptable? No, they don't do that. And I'm saying it's time for equity. It is time for equity in the court systems. All women are not the better parent for the child in divorce. All men are not the better child for the parents in divorce. Some women, and I know for a fact because I listen, I've, I've talked to women, they use that because I have a friend who was married. She cheated on her husband, on my friend. Her boyfriend beat her up, but she told the police that my friend beat her up. And then after that, she gets a divorce. She didn't have a job at the time. The judge still gave custody of the two children to her. My friend had to pay so much child support that he had to move back into his mother's basement. And one day we're sitting over his house listening to some music. He gets a call from his children and the children say, Daddy, we're hungry. He's like, what are you doing hungry? Have your mama cook you something. He, he, they children said, and they were like six and seven. The children said, Mommy's not here. She's on a cruise. Mommy was taking the child support that she was getting and not taking care of the children. Mommy was taking the child support and mommy was going on cruises and trips and getting her hair done and buying new clothes. You see, a lot of times with this child support, women are able to support themselves and do the things that they want to do. And they're not taking care of the children. Child support is for the kids, whether you're a man or female, the, the support is for the child. And don't tell me that that you're using the money while well, I'm using the money for rent. No, go get a job. Those children should have the clothes they need. They should have the entertainment they need. They should have the education they need. They should have the health care they need. They're, the children should go lacking for nothing. You don't spend that money on yourself. You go get a job and the money that you get yourself for working, you spend that on you. But the child support is exactly what it says, child support. But there are men, as I said before, I know I know some men who do have custody, but the judge didn't make the female pay child support. And then you have some women who say, go back to court, get more child support. Go back to court, get more child support. Go back, get more. Because they're trying to ruin the lives, especially when the man gets another family. Oh, I'm going to make sure he can't take care of this other family. It's not about you. It's not about him giving enough child support so you can get a better car. It's not about him giving enough child support so you can go buy a, a coach purse and so you can go style and profile. It's about raising those children. That's what it's about. It's about making sure those kids and society is going to have to get on a more level playing field. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. We live in a society where, and please women, I'm not women bashing. I'm just talking. Please, I love women. I love my mama. I love my sister. I love women. Women are to be respected. You are the queens of the earth. But you can't have it both ways. You cannot march for equality and then expect men to do more than you do. Either we're equal or we're not. You can't say, well, we're equal in everything in life. But I expect you when you're dating me to open up the car door. I expect you to pay for all the dates. I expect you to come out of your pocket. I expect you to treat me a certain way. I expect, you, I expect, I expect, I expect, I expect. Because I had a woman tell me before I got in this relationship, she told me, well, uh, first of all, I'm dating for a purpose. And so I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. Um, I don't believe that I should have to come to your side of town uh, because you want to date me. So you should always come pick me up. I don't believe that I should have to pay for any meals because you're dating me. I'm giving you my time. Wait a minute. So, so, so your time is more valuable than my time because I'm pursuing you. You want me to pursue you. You want me to uh, be shivery with you. You want me to open up the car door for you. I thought we were equal. I thought 
we all can do the same thing. I thought we all were on the same level playing field. So that, that means if I choose to open up the door for you, if I choose to pay for you, if I choose to help you with your bills, that's my choice. But don't tell me that I have to do that to prove to you that I want to be in a relationship with you. You want me to do husband things, but you don't want to do wifely things. You, 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 you're going to, you're going to tell me and, and, and women, if you're single, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Please take off your dating site. I'm not looking for sex. Okay. Because let me tell you why we're talking about relationships. Now we didn't switched. Let me tell you why you need to take that off your profile. This is why you need to take that off your profile. You gotta be honest. The end result of a relationship is coming together sexually. You say, oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. You know why? Because if that's not the case, you can just be friends with people. What things do you do different with your friends that you do with your mate? Because you have a level of intimacy with your friends. You spend time with your friends. You help your friends, you go out with your friends, you talk with your friends, you support your friends, you care about your friends, you love your friends. What don't you do with a friend? When you have someone who's more special to you than a friend, you're it, you want to be in an intimate situation with them, intimately meaning sexually. You don't hold hands with someone who's just a friend. You don't spoon and cuddle with someone that's a friend. You don't have sex with someone that's a friend because that messes the friendship up. Friendship up. So please take off your post not looking for sex because when I read your post and you tell me you're not looking for sex, you're telling me you're looking for a friend. Because friends, sometimes when I go out, I pay for my friends. Other times they pay for me and other times we pay for ourselves I mean come on now let, 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 let's talk about it right let's talk about it right so quit saying you're not looking for sex now I understand if you want to put on there I don't I'm not looking for a one night stand that's different because there are guys out there that's looking for a one night stand but be honest and true about what it is because when men see you say I'm not interested or looking for sex or you know, don't, I'm a queen. Don't talk to me this way about sex and whatever else. Let me tell you something. If you get into a relationship, you better talk about everything. You better know what type of sex this person you're about to get involved with is looking for. You better make sure you're open and honest and talk about it. if it's an open relationship. You need to ask him, do you like girls and boys? Do you like anal sex? Do you like oral sex? Do you like naval sex? Do you like to be peed on? Do you like to be shitted on? I mean, you need to ask everything. Because once you get into that relationship and you go, oh, I didn't know that you wanted me to shit on you. Real talk, y'all. I had a I had a friend who got into a relationship with 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 this uh, with this guy, and she came back over my house one day, and she said she called me. She said, "Kev, I need to talk to you." I said, "Come on over." <laughs> she came in the house. I could tell she was distraught on the phone. She came over the house and she was in tears, crying. I'm like, oh, what's up? Let's go. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's go get him. Who, who didn't jump on? She said, no, it ain't that. She said, I thought I found the best man in the world and everything was going good. She said, but I just don't know what to do. I said, well, talk to me about it, baby. What's going on, friend? She said, I'm so tired of eating beans. I'm so tired of eating beans. I said, what are you talking about? Go cook something else. She said, no, I'm so tired of eating beans. I'm so tired of eating beans. I said, girl, talk to me. What are you talking about? She said, well, uh, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. I said, no. She said, he makes me eat beans every day because he wants me to sit on his face and fart. I said, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa rewind. What did you say? She said, yeah, he makes me eat beans every day because he wants me to sit on his face and fart. Yeah, exactly. I said, wait a minute, y'all didn't talk about this before you got into a relationship? No, we didn't. We were just enjoying each other and laughing and running through the tulips. and Oh, we just enjoyed each other. I had another friend who got in a relationship. And when he got into the relationship, he had sex with his wife 
or the girl on their honeymoon. And from that point, they didn't have sex but once a quarter because she told him she wasn't going to stretch her stuff out. And the relationship was more than sex. It was the intimacy, the sitting down together and the vibrations. That's what she was wanting, the vibrations. And here he was. She expected him not to cheat because she said, if you love me, you're not going to cheat because the relationship is more than sex. Let me tell you something. Sex, money, communication, and power. If you miss one of those components in your relationship, you're in trouble. Sex, money, power, communication. You see, if you remove the sex, the money, the power, what I'm talking about power is who who is the stronger person in certain situations like who handles finances better uh who handles the day-to-day daily functions of the home better and if a person is not willing to give that power up to the other person that does it better so you know you know some men think well i'm the head well head doesn't mean you rule over the woman so you may say well I'm not good with finances, but I'm the head, so we're going to do whatever. But here she's a mastermind with business and finances, and she knows how to keep you guys out of uh, financial trouble. But because you are too big headed, you don't want to relinquish that power. So you got to struggle. Money, finances. If your money and finances is not right, you're going to be arguing. It's going to be okay, you know, second week of the month. But as you approach the third, going into the fourth week, when bills are due, you guys are going to be arguing. You're going to be a lot of stress, frustration, thinking you're not you're out here working. You're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. You're going to have problems. Communication. If you don't talk openly and honestly, you're going to harbor feelings. And that's going to come out in the midst of an argument. And you're going to say some things that you're going to say. I didn't mean it. Yes, you did mean it. It was just festering and harboring in your heart. And you waited until you were angry and you spoke out of anger. Maybe you didn't want to speak out of anger. But what you said is what you meant when you could have dealt with the situation. Just like last night, I had a situation with my girlfriend and the situation was and we were having a miscommunication and we had to talk about it. And the miscommunication was. She had called me and told me, she said, I'm at the doctor, but I'm going to be on my way home and we're going to go out and get something to eat. This was like at six o'clock when I got off. So I'm sitting around waiting and I was doing my podcast while I was waiting. And lo and behold, I looked up and it was 10 o'clock. And so I got off the podcast and I was like, okay, man, did something happen to the girlfriend? Did, did she get an accident? She didn't call me or text me. And we had already talked previously I don't care where you go, what you do. I'm just saying for the sake of me knowing you're okay, if you tell me that you're going to do something, at least let me know if you alter. Because number one, I'm sitting here waiting you for you to come home for us to go eat, number one. Number two, I don't know if you're in an accident. You could have simply texted me and said, hey, my son called me, wanted to see me. I went up to my son. I would have been like, cool, go do what you do. I said, so it's not about me trying to keep tabs on you. It's about a mutual respect to say, hey, I know I told you I was on my way home so we can go to dinner because I could have went to McDonald's or somewhere else and got something to eat and then sat down and watched a movie and did what I wanted to do. But I'm I'm sitting here waiting on you to come in the door so that we could go eat. She was taking it that I was being overbearing and that I was trying to rule her life and I was trying to get it. And I said, I said, OK, let's stop for a moment. I said, because we're doing the Jupiter Mars thing. I'm saying one thing. You're interpreting one thing. You're saying one thing and I'm interpreting. So let's try to find a different way to discuss this issue. And we were able to hash it out and discuss the issue and get on the same page. So money, power, communication, sex. You don't have good sex and good sex often. With all the temptation that your spouse is dealing with on the job, in the streets, at the gym, wherever they go, when they're by themselves, if you don't have good sex and you don't have sex often, we are visual people as men. Women want to be cuddled and women want to be fondled to the point where it's caressing and attentive. 
So men, you can't just be horny and come home all the time and just grab her and throw up against the washer and pull her panties down and just ram her. That's good sometimes. But no, she wants you to start making love to her in the morning when you get up. Baby, I'm going to miss you when you go to work. You know what, baby? That perfume you got on smells so good. I like that. You look so good today in that outfit. I can't wait till you get home. I'm missing you already. Oh, baby, I'm out of breath because you're about to leave. You're the very breath that's in my body. <laughs> then send her a couple texts thinking about you. Send her a rose in a text. Send her a little poem. Call her in your lunch. Say, baby, I, I, I can't wait to see you again. Life, it feels like eternity being away from you. Your body be so soft. You start talking to her. So you get in the, into that mind. Then you say to her, you, girl, if you was right here, I would just give you a back rub. I'd, I'd run some bath water for you, put some candles in there and some rose petals, and I would bathe you. Then when you get out of the bath, I would oil you down and massage you, baby. Then I'd just step back and look at you. Just look at your pretty body. Talk to her. Get her ready. You see, that's what a, and when you do that to a woman, she will open up to you and give you every emotion she has. She'll give you everything you need. You can't just always jump in and just like I say, sometimes you come home, you grab that hair, you throw up against that couch, you bend her over and you pound the hell out of it. You call me daddy. What? You put her arms behind her back and you like you arresting her and pull that hair and smack that ass. Sometimes that's what she wants, but most of the time she wants you to caress her. You gotta have good sex. You gotta have sex often. You don't have if you're lacking in one of those four categories, you need to fix it now. Because if you don't, remember, he or she is going to work. And you got someone there who's telling them how beautiful you are, they are if you're not telling them. Tell them how good they smell. Noticing their new hairdo. Noticing their new outfit. Complimenting them on something. And all of a sudden you look up and you notice your companion is getting up earlier in the morning to get dressed. And they're whistling and they're just happy. And they're wearing different clothes and they're listening to different music. You know why? Because they got a boyfriend or girlfriend at work that they're trying to impress. You're in trouble. When you're struggling with finances and money and one of those gentlemen or women out there has their stuff together and they show interest in your companion. Or when you won't communicate with her and someone else and you hear your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or husband say, well, you don't communicate with me like Tim. Tim gets me. Tim understands me. You're in trouble. When, when a woman offers her influence where she is the best at and you you knock that down instead of taking it, you know what she's going to do? She's going to keep trying. But when she stops trying and she's silent. And she just says, go ahead, do what you're going to do. And she don't care no more. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. When that man quits complaining that you're not giving him enough sex. Trust me. That means somebody else is taking care of what you not. And when a person shuts down in that relationship, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Please make sure that you patronize our sponsor, Destination Unlimited Travel. That is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Destination Unlimited Unlimited Travel, the number four A-L-L dot com. You also can go to their Healthy Living uh, webpage uh, there uh, for what they're doing. Uh, if you've gained weight during covid they can help you to get the weight off. You have up to 90 days to use any product. You can get a full refund if it doesn't work. Uh, they have weight loss products. They have facial uh, scrubs, all 100% natural. They have noni juices. They have everything that you need. I was at 485 pounds. I'm down to 225, 230 pounds. I tell you, it's a great product to use uh, to help you to get healthy. If you want to build muscle, they have that also. 
in destination unlimited travel and healthy living. The healthy living also has a program that's called the 5735 Club that's committing to doing five miles a day, seven days a week. That'll give you 35 miles a day to get your health back in, into play. Hey, make sure that you share, follow, and like. Uh, tell someone about Clapback. Hey! It's the Clapback Show. Kevy Kev on the microphone. With information that you need to know. Stay tuned and listen to the show. Hit the share and let everybody know. The Clapback is on. The Clapback is on. The clap, 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 back is on. Clapback. Clap, clap. Clapback. Clapback. Clapback is on. Clapback. Clapback is on. Clapback. Clap back, 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 clap back,